Okay, okay, okay. Versatile vigilante, young Vince, Uncle Vinny. Got a legendary figure in the building, man. <laughs> trying, trying. The boss of Kamakachi. <laughs> yes, Kamakachi sir. Kamakachi juice. What's going on, fam? I'm good. I'm good. And, and I'm happy you pronounced it right. So it's Kamakachi because a lot of times people say Kamazi, Kamachi, this, that, and the third. It's pronounced Kamakachi. My name is Kamakachi juice. And thank you for having me. My pleasure, bro. <laughs> cheers. Thank you cheers, so much cheers, for coming cheers. out. Yes, very, sir. very excited. So you're someone that I've wanted to talk to since uh we first got in touch with each other mm. and i know that kamakachi brand it's a very important brand within toronto within mississauga for the last little while a long time mm -hmm. actually i'll get into that and yeah, yeah. uh yeah bro i know you've done interviews i know you've been around but just for the viewers i think it would be dope to get a little bit of your backstory and kind of how you even got into involved with what you're doing of course. Um, yeah. So those who do not know, I'm I'm a Mississauga thoroughbred in terms of like uh, twenty, probably over twenty five years living in Mississauga, Meadowville specifically twenty, call it twenty one, twenty two years in Meadowville. Before that, I lived kind of by square one. Um, I moved to Meadowville in the year two thousand. And then that year, my brother and I, so at that time, I'm going to take you back a little bit. Please so that do. time was more like the Rockawares, Sean John, uh, Fubu, you know, uh, big 5XLT yes. jerseys. Like, I'm kind of painting baggy. the picture. Yeah, I'm picture, yes. painting the picture. So, Cameron. Yeah, that era, the dip set, like yes. the beginning of that era. So my brother and I, he went to Father Gates by Square One because uh, we lived there and he didn't want to transfer schools. I went to Mount Carmel. We were like sitting back and we're watching all the fashion. We used to go downtown, go shopping, spend all our money on getting the flyest like gear back then. So kind of like the urban streetwear brands, but nothing local. Right. It was all New York City. It was all uh, parts of America, whatever. So my brother and I and a few others, there was a few other, you know, guys on the team in the beginning. We decided to start our own clothing line. Um from Mississauga. And at that time, also to paint the picture, there wasn't really social media. There wasn't much internet resources. There wasn't much um, things that we have now at our fingertips and sort of like in terms of like graphic designers, yep. web developers, photographers, videographers, models, uh, podcasts, YouTube tutorials. We really started from uh, all in our mind and like drawing designs on on uh, clipboards and paper and pen and then we would go to like go to different high schools in the area um and the like square one bus terminal and we would literally walk around and go to people and like do you like this design do you like this name kind of surveying but now you can just throw it up on your instagram story right hot or not kind of thing so we really started in a time where uh i always call it like really ground level not yep. say we we're the first to do it but we were at an era where it was ground level in terms of like how to market, how to promote, how to get your name out there. Um, yeah. And we kind of just at that time, by 2001, we hit the ground, meaning like we started printing T-shirts. We, we came up with a name. We started creating designs. We started uh, really getting deep in the high schools, going to different schools and getting like a rep in like, you know, at Xavier, getting a rep at John Cabot, getting a rep at Father Gates, getting a rep 
out in like Scarborough, Markville, like uh, Markham, like everywhere. We had a rep in different cities and we just give everybody like 20, 30 t-shirts and then flip the shirts. And then we meet up every week and kind of regroup and then make hoodies. And then after hoodies, it was like tracksuits. And after tracksuits became varsity jackets. And that kind of took us through. I'm like speeding up the story, yeah. but that what's, that's what took us through the early 2000s. And then, you know, at that time, there started to be a lot of other clothing brands started to pop up in the city, which is great. But it was just, a, it was a different time. It was really like a different time pre, yes, there was internet, but I'm going to say pre-social media. Absolutely. Yeah, not really much social media. It was like really uh, standing on corners, hustling, like, do you want to buy a shirt? Do you yes. want to buy a hat? Do yes. you want to, you know, I'm, I'm rocking my new brand, walking around square one and like, going through the food court and literally out of a duffel bag, walking up to a bunch of people and trying to show them our clothing line. It's the hottest yeah. thing in the streets, $20 a t-shirt, or do you want to buy a rock or a t-shirt for 80? That was like our com competition back then. That. It was like Jay-Z and, yes. and, and Diddy and those guys. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the grind. And here we are 2000, almost 2024 and still here. That's <laughs> still amazing, bro. Your, uh, your brand inspires me a lot because one thing that I do think is, that's kind of been lost in the social media time is the lack of longevity. Like I think mm -hmm. a lot of people will start super aggressive and maybe fizzle out. Whereas you guys, you've been doing it for literally different generations, like yeah. different eras, still extremely relevant. We uh, mentioned before the interview, shout out Frankie Valentino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're still tapped in yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. the young like yeah. people doing their shit. Yeah. You got your stripes from different eras. Like, yo, commend you for that, Thank man, you. because that's what I want for my shit. Mm -hmm. And to see you guys from a similar place. I'm yeah, from yeah, Mississauga yeah. too. Yeah. Like means a lot to see. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my thing about like the longevity is um, a lot of the, the, the regardless of what it is even if it's not clothing like people start things and then they don't see the financial success after six months or nine months or a year and then they just stop or two years they just stop or three years they just stop we have literally been marketing our brand since early end of the year 2000 even if right now we're not where we want to be yet we're still going like that's the thing like we're literally still yes. i can show you pictures and video clips of me rocking this same hoodie 20 years ago like reprinted but yep. like the same sweater with the same logo with the same there's a picture of me with the same hat at 14 years old um or 15 call it and i'm still wearing the same hoodies jackets i'm still wearing my brand and i'm still like strongly believing in my brand yes and <laughs> not like oh it's been 20 years we're still not in paris yet doing fashion shows we're still not in yorkdale mall or eaton center or square one yet we're still like man let's keep going absolutely that's the, man. the mentality let's keep going why not that's the ultimate mentality yeah <laughs> because if you pull the plug the options run out like they're, you're done like there's yeah. no you're for sure not getting into eaton center if you pull that plug yeah, yeah, yeah. you keep going bro you never know man even even with your podcast like um i'm seeing like your growth with the podcast I appreciate like, I, it bro. i went through i went through the channel because for me it's like um this is kind of like a, a cross promotion yes. at the end of the day. When this video drops, so shout out everybody watching it, you're going to be 
now tapped into my network and I'm going to be tapped into your network. So before we, not before we agreed, I already said yes right away. Then I went through everything. I'm like, yo, I can see the growth from when you first started. Appreciate that, bro. I can see even, like the artwork and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Has, was getting bigger and accumulating the signatures. Like I, I did my research. So I'm like, even the podcast, let's say it's not at a drink champs level yep. right now, but what you're doing for the local entrepreneurs, up and coming artists, clothing brands, designers. I see you kind of have a wide range yep. of people on the show. It's helping you and it's helping them. The thing is you just cannot stop. Just You never know when you're going to get that call like, yo, we need you out in LA, bro. <laughs> Come, nah, come do a podcast on the right, beach. Bro. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah, right. You never know. Kamikachi juice make, gonna make me shed a tear, bro. <laughs> but yo, you know what? Um, I love to hear that, and I love to see what you've done with the brand because that's how I see things. Mm -hmm. You never fucking know, and to see guys that, and it's you and your brother. Yeah. Hope. So my older brother, he he couldn't be here today. So the story I'm representing on on behalf yes. of us. Yeah, he's four years older than me. Uh, name is Breezy Sean, aka Breezy. So shout out to him. He just couldn't be here. But yeah, the two of us are, we're both the, call it co-owners. Like we started it together. So we don't, we don't give each other like founder, co-founder. It's just, we're both together in this 50-50. Yes. Um, yeah. And we're both just on the same mentality. I love it, bro. I love what you guys are doing and what you've been doing. When it comes to the actual brand, were you... Um, were you someone that was like an entrepreneurial guy before developing Kamikachi? Because I don't know. I, I, I see that you probably were thinking uh, about yeah, different yeah, yeah. things. So we started, uh, I was in mid-grade mid nine. But at that time, so I like to paint this picture, take you back to that era. Where mm -hmm. like, we were like young, fly, flashy kids. Like we wanted to wear Jordans. We wanted to wear like, this is like. Remember like BET 106 and Park, like that era or like fabulous. All the yes. rappers were rocking jerseys, bandanas, Absolutely. airbrush tees, whatever. So we wanted to dress and be like those guys. And then I was like, I don't want to work a nine to five. And I had that mentality back then. I was like, I don't want, I want to hustle, but hustle in a positive way. Right. Hustling something good, like a product or hustle that I can flip, like simple math, buy for one, sell for two. Something I can buy, make a profit off of. Yeah. Um, and I had that mentality at 14, call it. And I still worked because, you know, at 14, I'm not making loads of money, but I still had to work to get by. But my mentality was always, I want to create something. And we, our mentality was we want to create something for the people, for the culture, and for ourselves. Like, we always said we're for the culture. We were, yes. we were, we were talking we are for the culture back in the early 2000s. Now it's a very popular term for the culture, yeah. for the people, this, that, and the third. We have like video archives of us speaking that Kamakachi's for the culture, we're the people's choice. Like we were literally talking like that 2004, 2003, 2005 on camera, like video footage camera. We were literally like, we're not just, we're not just a regular clothing brand. We are for the people. And we were really big on putting Toronto on the map. Yep. Not just, yeah, we're from Mississauga, but at that time, there wasn't many Toronto clothing brands. And that's the truth. Like, there was a few, um, but there wasn't like hundreds and thousands like right, right. now today. There's a, there's a hundred probably plus 
Toronto clothing brands currently if you were to search on Instagram. Yes. It's a much There's different nothing wrong market. With it. Yeah, I love it. I love what I see. But at the time when we were doing this, there was like three or four at that time. Yeah, yeah. you're talking about a very different time in yeah, the city too. it happened too. fast. Yeah, everything changed quick. It changes quick. Yeah. And that's kind of one thing I was super interested to talk to you about is just hear from you what you feel the main differences in the city have been from mid 2000s to now to me it's changed a ton yeah, i'd love yeah, to yeah, hear your yeah. opinion um i think what killed it blessing and a curse yes yeah, social media but like around the time facebook started coming out and i can remember it was like call it 07 08 09 like when it really really yeah. that's when i signed up so i don't know yeah same around time. That time um it really watered down a few things like being out in the streets, hustling, like whatever it was back in those days, people, rappers used to sell CDs, let's say absolutely on the corner, standing with a duffel bag at the bus terminal or the train station selling you, Hey, $5 CDs. I'm a rapper, $5 CDs, yep. blah, 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 blah. You have a next guy selling, I don't know, whatever it is, call it hats, another kind of brand like airbrush or something, something different. We were out there selling t-shirts. When Facebook came out, we were able to just create a Facebook group, call it Kamakachi, add all our friends, post a t-shirt, and hope that people will maybe be interested in it. We realized it was not killing, but it was slowing down the actual brand because now people are just, that was before phone scrolling. Yeah. It was like, you're on your Desktop. computer. Yeah. So still before iPhones, like that time, I don't, like, I didn't have it yet in 07, 08, came out much later, but desktop and like, but it started the scrolling process yeah. where like, you're like, oh, I seen the, the, the new purple hat. Maybe I like it. Maybe I don't. Next, next. But before that time, we were like in your face showing you the latest product, zipping a duffel bag. If you told me no, I'd say, all right, I'll give you two for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I'd make a deal. All right, I'll throw in a, a t-shirt. Let's make a deal. The hustle was different. Right. The grind was different. And this is, in my opinion, almost everything at that time changed when social media, but then social media allowed us now to tap into other parts of the city we probably weren't able to tap into because now we're connected in deep pickering Ajax because right. of the internet. Which so that's the that's the the gift yes. of it. But things things change. And that's just how, I guess, uh, society changed because we can't stay in that time forever. It's true. <laughs> or, or we'd be sitting here in the 1980s. Real shit with Jerry yeah, Curls and yeah, shit. Yeah, things had to change and evolve. So No, you're right, man. Yeah. I think you described it well, too, where it is a blessing and a mm -hmm. curse because I, I do feel you on that hustle side of things where, damn, it would be nice to have a little more face-to-face. -face, like, that's that's kind of what know. I was getting at. So it's the word, like, long, like it's, it's the face-to-face -face yes. interaction that... Yeah. Social media changed for everything, no matter what you're selling. 100%. Like, no matter what you're doing, literally. It definitely did. And you're right, too. Like, it does allow us to hit markets that we probably probably would not have, meet people that we probably might not have. So, mm -hmm. you know what? Again, commend to you for adapting to that. There's yeah, been to. so many brands come and go, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, we had to. Um, yeah, that was it. We just had to. We had 100%. to keep going. We had to figure out, all right. Now there's this. All right, let's get a website up. All right, let's uh, send out broadcast messages like BBM era, yeah. Blackberries. All right, let's 
hit up the schools. Like it was everything. We were just constantly adapting and then trying to be a step ahead. Versatility, man. You're in the right place. (laughs) Exactly. 100%, bro. I'm curious to hear from you. What was the first time or an early time when you really saw what you had was was special? Like, oh, shit. Maybe this. Um, No, that's good. Uh, It's, you know what? Started around a time when I would be out anywhere. Brampton, Mississauga, Scarborough, going to parties. I wouldn't call it events back then. House parties and stuff. Barbecues. And I'm seeing people rocking our stuff. Like I could be like in Malvern, Scarborough, and I'm seeing people wearing kamikachi at a barbecue. I'm just pulling up like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Or walking. I remember like walking through Yorkdale Mall on a Friday night. You're seeing like somebody up top passing by rocking my jacket, like a kamikachi jacket, varsity jacket. And it started to happen more and more often. Um, And this was probably about five years into the brand. When we knew, not there yet, but we knew the the brand is buzzing. Yes. Because now people are buying it who don't know me. Like, literally, have no idea who I am. Yeah, you're at the food court. Like, I made that jacket. Yeah, and I would go up to people and be like, yo, respect, man. Like That's my shit. Yeah, like, without in a very humble way, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm the owner of that brand. Like, I appreciate you rocking it. Like, taking out my number, maybe blah, blah, blah. And that's also how we connected with people yes. back then. Yeah, so it definitely reached a point where we were seeing people more and more and more rocking the brand. And it was always in the most random places and most random times. Um, Yeah, and then that's also another kind of motivation because that's when you're like, all right, whatever we're doing is working. Absolutely, (laughs) man. Absolutely. Because you kind of touched on it earlier where it's like just keep pushing and believing in Mm -hmm. yourself, which you have to. But when you do see that someone actually someone else sees yeah, what you're doing yeah. and fucks with it it is nice you yeah. know it's it gives you a little boost absolutely yeah for sure and that was a uh, an, another time too because that was also before social media yeah. so you're not really seeing the likes no. the comments the re- the shares the reposts like you know you're able to share this video on my page and make me a collaborator and now it's like easy access <laughs> back then it was like you really had to see and be out in the streets 100%. to, uh, you know, know who's wearing your stuff. Going back to your blessing and a curse um, comment, I think it's a blessing to have gone through those days in today's day mm-hmm. and age because I think that's what can separate you from, like, just someone who's very savvy on TikTok and IG but doesn't know how to move around outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there is still room to do that, you know? yeah. It also gave us uh, the experience to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like um, people, like a, a people person. Absolutely, because man. the the new era, and and I'm not saying this in any negative way where I'm shutting down the new guys here. No. Like, not at all, because I, I rate and respect. It's just them all. being just, aware. Yeah, just the new era. Some of them birthed their clothing line behind their phone. Yes, they started the whole thing on their phone came up with a name, logo, design team, went on these websites, somebody just created your whole clothing line for you, and then you just created a page, bought sponsored ads, maybe bought following, I don't know. Um, and then when they're out in the streets, they're, they maybe not call it shaking hands, kissing babies kind of thing. Like you're not, you're not yes. uh, campaigning for your brand, yep. or you don't know how to campaign for your brand. Like you don't know how to connect with people and market yourself and your brand because you did the whole thing 
like exactly. this when it comes down to like how do you actually market yourself a lot of the times if instagram was to shut down they wouldn't know how to do it but yes there are some of them who do it's just i'm, I'm more referring to people relying on yeah. social media to market themselves or their brand which is very real and i just think it's good to be aware that that does happen like there is a world outside of social <laughs> yeah, media yeah. still as much as we think there's yeah. not there really is man yeah, and I try to tap in. That's, 100%. Why, that's why I'm still out. <laughs> like I'm that's still why you're still out. doing your yeah, thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, l let me buy this. I want to wear this right now. Is that cool? Of course. Let me buy this for me. Yeah these these are Too these fire. are some these are some sample hats. This I, is my now. I'm, I'm paying course, for this. Of course. I needed to wear it, bro. <laughs> I would have been cheesed if I went through the interview of what not wearing yeah. Kamakachi. You know. Yeah. These are these are the new colors. That's why I brought them I love to that, show because we had some uh, other hats. I fuck with the brown too. Yeah. These are some new colors. I love it, man. Yeah. Even trucker hat was a big uh, trend in the early of course, 2000s, of course, too. Of and course. it's like yeah, coming yeah, back yeah. a little that's bit, era, too, which I love. That's the era I'm from. So Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we're from that Neptune, yes. Pharrell, yes, Kanye, yes. like that era. Uh, Von Dutch. Yeah, Remember that <laughs> yeah, shit? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's man. the inspiration yes. behind a lot of this stuff, too. I love it, man. I, I, I was born in 95, so mm. I wasn't grown in the 2000s by any means, but I remember yeah, it vividly. You were, call it 10 in 2005. At that age, you're aware. Probably Absolutely, watching music bro. Videos, probably watching the movies. You're probably All that wearing shit. baggy clothes. The yeah. baggy clothes, bro, is, is like tattooed in my yeah. brain, bro. Like, I'll never forget those days. Yeah. So to see, and you guys being heavy in that scene too, love that, yeah, man. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. One thing I wanted to ask you about that I'm very, very uh, impressed with too, bro, your YouTube has shit from almost 20 years <laughs> yeah. ago. Like literally when YouTube started, you have videos on there. Yeah, I didn't know if you were going to search that or not. Absolutely did, man. If you, if you type in my name on YouTube, there's a few pages that pop up only because at that time we weren't, we weren't doing it to be monetized. So we weren't doing it thinking we were going to get paid for it. I wasn't a thing. Yeah, in 2005, I opened a YouTube channel. I think that was the year YouTube came out, maybe or may not. But at that time, we were uploading it to vlog our lifestyle because there was no other platform to vlog yep. back then. So I bought a digital camera and I used to walk around to different neighborhoods, hoods, call it whatever, go to rappers and tell them, throw on my T-shirt, shoot a freestyle. I'm going to upload it on my YouTube channel. You promote it on your MySpace page. And um, do you remember like T.Wire? Yeah. And like those kind of pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T.Wire, MySpace, mainly pre-Facebook. I promote you, you promote me, but you got to wear my brand in your video. And then I literally started, and I'm on MSN, uh, promoting like I have a YouTube page. It, it, it's kind of hard to explain it because I still was not thinking I can make money off this at that time. It was just for the love of promoting my brand and promoting other people. Absolutely. So there is a channel. If you go back 05, if, if you, I don't know how far you went back, but you can see freestyle videos of me and I'm recording all the videos. <clears throat> and these are all at that time, up and coming rappers from Toronto. Right. Before the blog pages on Instagram. Way uh, before, yeah, bro. Yeah, before then. And I was really focused on calling these people, finding them, then, you know, meet me at <clears throat> uh, whatever terminal or bus stop, 
I'm going to bring you a t-shirt, but I need to shoot a video of you for my YouTube page. Right. And I went around all summer for probably three summers, 2005 to 08, maybe constant with the YouTube footage. And then I just stopped because I reached a point where I was like, I don't know, kind of like it just wasn't fun anymore for me. And I just sure. moved on to something else. And I was doing, I started throwing parties and stuff because then I, then I was 20 and I was able to do parties and I just, I, I shifted my marketing and I started marketing myself into the nightlife. And then that's how I became a club promoter Very around dope. that same time. I want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. So there was a shift because I'm no longer a teenager. Now I can party and buy yeah. alcohol and, and drink. So now it was like a shift. The young juice became the club promoter juice. Even that's interesting that you went from the YouTube shit to club promoting. Like mm -hmm. you could have just been, and I'm sure you were partying and all that. Yeah. You could have just been partying. You still saw like a business side of it. I'll like if I'm going to be partying, about that, yeah. let's hear it, bro. How'd you get into that? So, um, I like your questions too. You're really like Thank you, bro. building the timeline. Yeah, so I remember partying. I'm I'm about 18, 19. We, me and my friends from Meadowville, Mississauga, we go downtown. Back in those days, there was a club district, Richmond and Peter, John Street, Adelaide, like kind of by much music area. Yep. So we would go to these parties. Nobody knew us. We're waiting an hour in lines. lines. We're paying $20 to get in. We're paying the bouncers $20 to bypass the line and we're buying all of our drinks. Week after week after week, and I'm sitting there, I still have my Kamikachi brand. We're rocking our brand. So we're like a crew. Yeah. And I'm like, we're going like a few weeks, few weeks, whatever. And I'm like, one day I remembered seeing a few of uh, Toronto's superstars at that time. And, I, I, and I'm going to tell you who, because... Maybe hopefully one day you have him on the show too. So these were some of the people that inspired me Dope. to do, to step into the next level. So there's a guy named Big Apple. I don't know if you know who he is, but Big Apple was a huge influencer before they were called influencers in Toronto. He's still here right. in Toronto. I'll give you his Instagram after. Dope. So he used to have the t-shirt that says, I'm not a rapper. Yes, I'm I not a rapper. That. And Drake recently wore it last year or two years ago, his t-shirt paying homage to Big Apple. So Big Apple was like a big time club promoter in Toronto, mid-2000s, about 10 years older than me. And then there's Tyrone Edwards, which is... T-Rex. T-Rex. He's now a host on E-Talk yep. Canada. He's made it but crazy for Before that, he was a very well-known, you know, just hip in the streets kind of guy. He was outside. He was outside, like braids, big chain, uh, even before he was promoting, but like out there. And I remember being outside... For those listening, like Escape Nightclub. So this is like summer 05. Uh, every Saturday, it was the hottest club in, in, in Toronto. Like back then, like Drake used to party there. His DJ, Future the Prince, was a resident DJ there. DJ John Jay. Like a lot of big names. Celebrities were going in there. This was like the, the peak height Toronto nightclub era. Right. Not much cameras, not much videos. You kind of just, if you know, you know. So anyways, I, I remember waiting in line and seeing these guys... T-Rex, Big Apple, just walk right. Like their car would just pull up, walk right up, say what up to the bouncer. Five, six guys, five, six girls walk right in. And I'm standing in line like, yo, like what am I doing wrong? And then I said to my friends, this time next year, that's going to be us. Like I literally was like no more. I was almost angry at the fact that we've been doing this brand now. 
at that time, four years. Why are we still waiting in lines? Right. Why are we still paying to get in? Why are we still whatever, whatever? And then I was like, we need to be like those guys. Those guys is the wave that we need to be on. Came back to Mississauga. And I think that's when I scrapped the YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, it's time to take my, um, I say influence, but we never used that term back then, popularity or my, the wave I have right now and turn it into that. Right. And I literally was like, we're going to start throwing parties. So my brother and I almost immediately came up with, uh, we, oh, we came up with a side company called Talk of Toronto. And that was in summer 2005. Talk of Toronto was an umbrella company under Kamakachi for nightlife. Okay. And the purpose of this brand was to promote ourselves, but we didn't want to promote Kamakachi as nightlife. We wanted to promote Talk of Toronto under the umbrella of Kamakachi as a nightlife business. And we registered it, trademarked it. We created Talk of Toronto, kind of like how you have this. Like, yep. So we created Talk of Toronto cards. We started going around the city and just handing them out. <clears throat> and the car just said, Talk of Toronto coming soon. And we literally handed out thousands and thousands and thousands. So by the time we dropped the party, people knew Talk of Toronto because they seen it's like we, right. we did like some guerrilla marketing in the streets. Like we were putting up posters and everything. And then it would be like uh, Kamakachi presents Talk of Toronto. Like we, we tied in the brands, but it was not Smart. a Kamakachi... Kamikachi was clothing. Taco Toronto was the nightlife. And it that's how we like started doing it. It's kind of like you were sponsoring yourself. Yeah, our, ourselves. And Smart. we took that blueprint from Jay-Z, Rockefeller Records, and Rockerware Clothing. Yep. We took that same um, um, blueprint where we were like, let's just start an, a second company. Pretty much from there, I became Kamikachi Juice, the club promoter. And then it was on and running that from that it. point yeah yeah that was that was the on and running like hit the ground just tapped in every club every night very dope every collaboration you can think of every concert after party every um talent show every fashion show every high school shows university shows after parties like we were like in there. the streets, we were going everywhere, collaborating with everybody. And then we just kept running with that for probably 10 years. Yeah, and then 2015, same thing, just got tired. <laughs> I love that, yeah. man. Yeah, that's a great story of growing. Like, just see. Yeah. I, my favorite part was seeing the guys, T-Rex and them, mm -hmm. and you're like, yo, you could have you could have just gotten bitter. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You could have no. just been like, oh, man. Yeah. We're not there yet. Fuck this. Yeah. Fuck those nah, guys. You nah. took the the correct way of like, nah, fuck this. I'm not I'm not done yet. I remember the day. Like I remember being like, so that's how that's the level you need to be at to walk it right in. You just need to be like the popping crew. The chains, the braids, the swag, the girls. Yeah. Like you gotta pull up. You gotta have the nice car. I'm like, all right, bet, give me a year. Yes. We're not we were rolling those days. Seven of us in a in a van, like a guy's mom's. Hell van. yeah, man! And it was like seven of us in a van, and then I'm like, this time next year, we need whips. <laughs> we need our own car. <laughs> like it was like a different kind of inspiration because I never seen it yet. We're from Mississauga. There's yes. No, yes, there's clubs out here, but you know, it's not like the 
the flashing lights nightlife you see on the movies and TVs. So no. downtown is where it's at. CN Tower, this, that, this, that. So I remember like, man, let's go. We got to be like those guys. Love that, and bro. A year later, we were not we we were shoulder to shoulder with those guys. Yeah, you had for sure progressed. Us. Yeah, there's pictures of us together, and I'm in the clubs with them now. Got the chains on. We got the bottle. Like everything that we said. And we're 20 years old, so I'm saying things that people are probably like, it's not all about that. But we're 20. At that time, that was what we thought was the way life should be: is party, drink, have a good time, be with your friends every night <laughs> hell yeah bro yeah. No, i really respect it man and and again that growth word like you were going through this shit you did it yeah. it allows you to go to a next level because you're like all right the youtube shit i did it yeah i've done it let's I go know. find something else the club shit i know fire. i should i should have kept it. with the youtube i always i thought about it years later because i looked back on some of the videos getting like high fifty thousand views like multiple videos but i never monetized it i mm. never um yeah, you know the process. Yeah, I never, I never followed with it. I just left it, and then now there's tons of videos on there. And I'm like, man, but nobody. I didn't really have anybody in my ear saying like, yo, you should probably focus on that and do other things. And I would have like curated the YouTube a bit more. There's a right. lot of random stuff on there, but there's a few good videos on there as 100%. well. Hundred percent. Well, at that time too, like it was still so new. Yeah. YouTube was. I remember like the early YouTube days was just like funny clips yeah, and funny shit clips. like that. 15 second clips, unedited. Yeah. No thumbnails. You don't even put like proper uh, captions. No. You just raw upload. And then it just changed when they were, I guess, people were able to make money from it and be, and like literally make millions of dollars off YouTube. But I kind of missed that uh, wave at that time. Would you consider starting that bitch back up like to a 2023 version? Yeah. I thought about, I thought about the other day about, um, I probably would. Focus it more on like kind of what we're talking about, like um, longevity of things. Just really speaking about my brand, but yes. like telling, like creating a channel to tell my story because it's 20 plus years of stuff that we're probably cramming into like 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> 20 plus years of information and things I've seen and experienced. I thought about creating a channel that I just talk and I come up with topics and explain my experiences because a lot of the, uh, in my in my mind, untold stories. Absolutely, bro. If you need help with that, let me know. Yeah, I, sure. That shit, I, I think there's some gold in there yeah. for sure, man. Yeah. And again, I think, I don't mean to make you sound like you've been around for a million years, but it is rare to find people that have been in the clothing world and continuing to do it. So I think someone like yourself can really be a huge resource for the city, for like a young and guy like, Oh, there's someone that's still doing it, still cool, still yeah, like. That's exactly you know? the word I'm like, to provide resource. Like, yeah. I want to be able to, um, yeah, provide resources in a sense of like how to build your clothing brand without the social media side. And, and, then, and then if people do what they're doing plus the information I can give them, I'm sure from there they're taken off. And keeping it cool, man. Yeah. That's still yeah, big. Yeah. Like fashion, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Yeah. Fashion has always been and will always be, what's the coolest shit? Yeah, like, what do you yeah. feel cool? And I'm sure you still feel like that with your clothes. Like, no, nah, this is some cool shit. Yeah. yeah. You, you know? See, you see Frankie, um, just the week, I guess, before you posted that interview. I don't know when you guys shot it. I was with her at a party 
the week before. We shot a few video clips. She has a T-shirt now. Dope. Um, her and I spoke a little bit. Quick business. I'm like, yo, I got to get you in like a photo shoot. Like we're dropping some varsity jackets soon because I want to tap into the hot up and coming yeah. Toronto, no matter the age category, 20 to, you know, whatever. And her and I chopped it up. So something coming soon. And then I saw after the interview you did with her, I'm like, yo, that's dope. Big things for her. Hell yeah, yeah man. Her and I have some business where eventually we're not there yet, but we kind of had a quick conversation about it. Shout out to Frankie, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, people like herself and other people in the city, too, like it excites me because I think now we got someone like yourself, huge resource. We got other people that are just kind of starting but have a great spirit. We got other people doing like I think we're in a pretty good, interesting place right now, man. I agree. I agree. You were someone that really helped pave the way for that. So. Like, yeah, gosh, thank you. Fuck, bro. I, I want to give you some flowers <laughs> today. I don't, you know. I appreciate it. It's that. important. It's important, that. bro. In yeah. the city of Toronto, there's so much. You mentioned that culture word already. Mm-hmm. There's so much culture that should no, be is. talked about. Mm-hmm. There is. Be. There's just not as many outlets. Like, this is a great platform to be. But like, I'm, I'm honored that, like, when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, man, really? Because oh, I'm like, yo, My this guy pleasure. wants to interview me. Bro, let's do it. Just Fuck say yeah. the date. That's why I didn't even want to prolong it too long. Like, I don't want to, because you messaged me like a week ago or like four or five days ago. And I was like, yo, sorry to be quick, but I'm like, yo, Tuesday after five, honestly, bro, if it works for you, it works for me. That's if not, love, it has to be Friday or something. I got two kids. I have a wife. So, like, I had to coordinate a few things that's why I was like, I don't like to put it off. Then we're going to be like, oh, October 15th. No, fuck that. Oh, yo, bro, I'm, I'm busy till November. Oh, now it's Christmas season. Oh, I don't have time. Yep. I'm like, yo, you want to interview me? Four or five days. Let's, That's let's selling it, it right out of away. the trunk shit, man. Let's <laughs> yeah. get it right now. You yeah. hear? Let's get it. In that same time you asked me, I saw you uploaded. Boom, boom, boom. Like videos. I'm like, this guy's going, on his bro. grind. <laughs> you know what's crazy, man? You guys... And, like, that culture really influenced me. Like, you were always posting a lot of shit. You were always Mm -hmm. doing your shit. We mentioned Dipset. Like, bro, those mixtapes, they were always putting out with, like, 50 songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that shit influenced me. I was a kid in that. And it stuck with me. Like, nah, it's dope. And they're consistently, like, dropping. That's huge, man. Constantly dropping hit. Like, maybe not everything was a hit, but they're constantly dropping. I'm from that same era where, like... Every Saturday, we used to go to the flea market to get the Dipset mixtapes. Fuck yeah. To, we're from Saga, so I used to go to here Ontario, and Dundas, where all the barbershops are and Five stuff. and ten. Yeah, five and ten. I, oh, I yeah. didn't know. So, because I'm like, people listening may, might not know, but you're from Saga. So, five, five and, and ten. ten man. I'm from that era where every Saturday, you go there, mid-2000s, there's dudes outside selling DVDs, the hottest Dipset mixtapes, the fabulous mixtapes, like... Jay-Z, like whatever you needed. Like there was no digital, music wasn't no. digitized yet. It happened a little bit after. But that era, you had to go, all right, one for five, two for 10, three for whatever. And you just keep frigging, that was the hustle. You go home, you listen to your Dipset mixtapes. 100%. <laughs> Watch your DVDs. Then you burn your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make we had guys in mix. school burning it. Fuck pu- yeah. uh, coming to school Monday, selling it. Because they burned the bootleg. Fuck, and they were fired, too. Yeah, yeah. Those fucking mixtapes were fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely, bro. No, that's what I'm saying, man. That's kind of that's kind of what I meant earlier, too, where it's like, no, I, as much as social media is important, there is a whole other life, and there is other shit out there. 
Yeah. And uh, I think it's important to to spread that shit, you know? Most definitely. Most definitely. 100%, bro. Yeah. So one thing I definitely want to ask you just as a fan, you, uh, you were fucking posted some video from 2005 in Harlem. Mm-hmm. JR Ryder, Loon. Yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah, yeah, please yeah, yeah. explain yeah, how Loon. the hell you ended out yeah. up out there. Um, wow, I like that. I like that. That's I love YouTube. Max B. Like yeah, I love yeah, yeah. that we type were, of music. So you know, in in uh, I graduated from high school in 2004. The following summer, I was 19. My brother, myself, uh, like three of my cousins. Uh, so you know, shout out Dominic, Kurt, Lynx. Like these are my guys. Like Coast Coast family knowledge. Like that was our that was our cameraman walking around like a, like a handheld camera. Like the camera you had to ha- hold like this, like a tape in there. <laughs> um, we were like, yo, we got to market Kamakachi more now. It's time to get out of Toronto. No social media, no nothing. We hopped in a van. I don't remember how. Maybe a rental or something. Put all the kamikachi in uh, like almost like not garbage bags, but these big white like rice bags or whatever they're called. T-shirts, hats, hoodies, jackets, everything. We just we just packed it up, drove to Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my my uncle lives out there, and there was like five of us sleeping on his living room floor, with no idea what we're doing. <laughs> like and the story's not pretty but like no idea what we're doing we just knew it's time to take kamikachi outside of toronto we drove to new york we were in brooklyn we, sp- we sent spent maybe four nights call it we go to new york and we woke up the next morning we just hit the streets yep. we stood we we drove to we drove to marcy projects where jay-z's from we got out the car we started going to the buildings where jay-z MOP, you know, I'm big artist. Uh, like those artists were from, and we started communicating and speaking to random people and saying, "Yo, we got the hottest thing in the streets, Kamakachi from Toronto. We hustling real hard out here. Um, Twenty dollars, whatever. They were buying it, supporting it. Like people, there's video footage, which I'll, sh- I mean, I'll send you after and stuff yeah, so you yeah. can see. There's footage of us literally in front of these like." what you call the projects, but yep. like we're, we're, we're like shaking hands with people. We're taking pictures, video clips, people shouting us out, networking, marketing. And we're, we were, we're heavy in New York. Then we basically every month we started going back, back to New York, back to New York. We started connecting with at that time, DJ Envy, which is breakfast. That's crazy. Club host. Yeah, There's man. footage of us with him in 2005 in his hood in Queens, wow! With his um, at that time, he was another. He was with another crew called the Block Gang. Um, you might have a few OGs who are gonna watch this and be like, "Yo, these guys were with the Block Gang, like Block Gang, News, Coke, Wally." So these are some of the Queens guys. Um, but they were big time artists back then, like on Smack DVDs. Yep. Like these guys were in the hoods. They were repping and wearing Kamikachi. Uh, then we were going back and forth, back and forth, started connecting with different managers, which is how we got to the diplomats. So I'm kind of building that story. Then we met and got connected to a girl named Karen Civil. So you could probably YouTube her, Google her. She's huge. Yeah, Karen Civil from people who know. So she at the time was, I believe, in management role or had some kind of connection to the diplomats. Yeah. And she connected us to J.R. Ryder's manager 
this is the backstory to that video. Then we got connected to J.R. Ryder's manager and his whole production team. And he was in a studio in Harlem. And she's like, he's going to be at this studio at this address at like studio time from like, call it 2 to 5 a.m. Something really crazy. Yeah. So we were out all day, out all day, marketing ourselves, blah, 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 blah. We literally drove to the studio. We get in. J.R. Ryder's in there recording. I don't know what. Like, I don't remember what. But 05 was peak diplomats. Yes. Uh, literally peak diplomats. In there recording. And we popped in. We got to listen to his whole studio session. I'm 20 years old. Then we did our, uh, we gave him a jacket. And we did a bunch of promo. We created flyers. We came back to Toronto. We, we put the flyers and posters everywhere. And everybody at that time started buying the Kamikachi jackets because J.R. Ryder of the Diplomats was wearing Kamikachi. Then we got to bump into J, uh, Joel Santana, Jim Jones. And there's there's pictures of all this stuff, too. So I'm not just making this I stuff know. up. Yeah. There's footage, there, yeah, too. There's a, there's a few clips, but I know we have pictures with Joel's, pictures with Jim Jones. We never met Cameron, but like we were almost, we started to build a level of respect between the diplomats and Kamikachi because when they came to Toronto, we were able to be around them, uh, getting all access to their shows, this, that, and the third. And I'm a young 20 year old guy. This is why I told you about like the party lifestyle because now I'm like throwing parties, hanging out with like my. You know, I don't know, idols, but like the guys I listen yeah. to every single day. Big stars, yeah, man. We're, we're around them. They're wearing our brand. They're they're shouting us out on videos. Um, yeah, this is a crazy time. That is nuts, bro. <laughs> yeah, that and then that nuts. just kept going because through Big Apple, which once you find out who he is, these guys used to also come to Toronto and tap in with Big Apple. Like mm -hmm. he, had a, he had a clothing store on Young Street. So every time... Big artists like Loon and at that like we met like uh, Lupe Fiasco. This was like a different time. A lot of rappers. Every time they came to Toronto to meet up with Big Apple, he had a little spot. He would call us and say, "Come to the store, let's do a photo shoot, bring some tees, bring some hats, bring some hoodies. Let's market each other." And we just kept that Dope. relationship where it was always like, "Yo, so and so's in town. They need something to wear to the party," and then we would pull up. And give them like t-shirts to rock to the clubs it's just we weren't documenting things as often as we do now right so a lot of it is like you just really had to be there but there's a few pictures and footage out there of us after hours at hotels with big um i'm remembering now like big djs that were on like rap city mm -hmm. um dj mad links he was one of the rap city djs at the time pictures of us and footage with him and that relationship just kept growing and growing with different celebrities at that time. So dope, man. Yeah, it was really a, a fun time. And you know what? Again, I love about that story. You took the risk to go out there with really no plan. Yeah, yeah, literally. Sometimes all it is is you got to go. Yeah, no plan. My brother and I still talk about it to this day. I ask him, like, what were we doing? Like, what were we doing in Harlem at 3 o'clock in the morning? Because <laughs> at one time there was no GPS or anything then. Like, it was like mapping out your yeah. plan or printing it off on a printer and then map the quest map yeah printing off and like if you miss that turn someone's not paying attention we're like in harlem at three o'clock in the morning doing circles trying to find the studio but it's like a back alleyway like we're literally out there and we're standing in front of like the su the signs because we want to show people we're really at like where cameron these guys rap yeah. about um but we had no plan we had no money like we had like nothing it was just 
ambition yeah go out there eating dollar menu mcdonald's selling and marketing our brand getting the money to pay for gas to travel and back and then go back the following month and just do it again because we wanted to market ourselves Fuck yeah, That was man. it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I love that yeah, story, man. That was it. That was it. Thank you for sharing, bro. That's like some punk rock type shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. nah, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, let's yeah. go in the van. Let's make it happen, yeah, you know? Shit you probably wouldn't do now. Yeah. And nowadays, yeah, life is just different now. You know what? I can't, just up, I can't just up and go. I got to plan things a lot yeah. better now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know what? You did that shit. Yeah. And that's amazing, bro. Yeah, that's a hell fun. of a story. It was fun. And that's. I think that's the first time I've ever been able to talk about that dope so people can see like the backstory to that footage you might have seen on youtube man when i saw that shit i'm like jesus christ yeah. like harlem in yeah. 2005 yeah. man harlem like that's some serious shit in the diplomat studio just at that time jr Ryder was in their recording so crazy we were able to sit in on his uh, his recording session crazy yeah. man that is a, a period in time for yeah. sure man yeah I got a question for you when you were telling the stories, um, talking about all the people you've met over the years, all the relationships you've you've built. How did you uh, how did you like continue these relationships, sustain these relationships? Because I'm in that place right now. I meet a ton of people yeah. and I go well in here, I meet so many cool people, but it is a challenge to like, fuck, how do you keep like all these relationships? I was wondering what you think yeah, about that. Um, <clears throat> you got to always tap in like. And I mean that like uh, sometimes I'm on my WhatsApp. I'll give you an example. Like, and I'll just message dudes I know from five, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. I'm like, yo, bro, how you doing? How's everything? And they're always so shocked. Right. Yo, Juice, I'm good, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you're good. Just checking in. You crossed my mind. And I say that in like a positive way. Like, you crossed my mind. Like, it's all love. Mm-hmm. Like, these are dudes I used to mess with back in the day, or we did parties together, events together. Or they're a part of my path, my journey. We did something at some point, and yeah. I just reach out, and I'm always just like, it could be not, nothing business related. I'm just checking in. You're good, all right. How's the family? How how whatever you're doing? How's everything? All right, good, good, cool, cool. And I literally, but I enjoy yes that communication level with a lot of people, and like some people don't like it, but I'm literally just like. Saying hi. Yeah, just saying hi. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but like, yeah. I'm just saying hi, bro. Like, you're good? All right, cool. Remember that time when blah, 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 blah? Yeah, it was crazy. What a time, what a time. We just move on. But I do that to a lot of people. And I'm constantly keeping the relationships because now that person is like, yo, man, Frank, I remember like 12 years ago, I used to run around with Juice back in the day, back in the parties or 13 years ago, whatever. Um Plus, on, a, on another note, supporting those people. So you do interviews with a lot of people I see. The, the next thing is be like sharing and, and sharing their stuff, even yeah. if you're not in it. Like sharing other people. Because at the end of the day, they came yep. to support you. You supported them. You guys cross promotion. It shouldn't just end there. Thanks. There should be some type of uh, like a reoccurring thing that happens but you just don't know when or where or, right. or how yep. like some of these artists you have on this show a year from now could be signed like you can you could, you could have the next Fabio or the next Pop Smoke right rest in peace Pop but you could have that next big artist a senior channel I'm like damn this guy's tapped into everybody 
you could have that next big artist here and you might be there. I saw with Frankie, you're like her first official interview. Yeah. I told you I watched it. Dope. You're there, her first official, the one that actually came out. <laughs> Who knows from now where she's going to be a year from 100%. now. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So you just got to stay tapped in in terms of likes. I mean, we're, we're in a social media world now. So like other people's stuff, comment, share it, and just keep that because then they're going to see it. Yeah, people will see it, and then they'll 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 realize it's coming from a good a good heart. You mean well. You're not doing it out of like you need something back. Yeah. But later on in life, whenever that time may come, I'm sure everything is gonna come full circle. Yeah, and that's for you. That's for me. It's for anybody listening. I feel like eventually, if you just keep supporting other people, it will come back to you. Yeah. Very good advice. Yeah, yeah, I no. think you're absolutely right. I think that's just being a good person at the end of the day too, you know? Mm-hmm. It goes a long way. Yeah, you have to. Because the minute you start being a little grimy and people, people smell it and then they're like, yep. nah, I'm not messing with that guy. And then you attract that type of shit yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no, it's, it's, not, it's not it. That's yeah. real, bro. That's real. So you did touch on that. I know I don't want to go too deep in your personal life, but you mentioned you're a father now. Mm-hmm. How has that changed you as yeah. a as a person and a businessman? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's impacted both. Yeah. No, I'm open for any questions, so it's all good. Um, no, I love it because that's now the new chapter yeah. of Kamakachi Juice. Like people know me. Oh, he was a he had the clothing line that was hot for a few years. Like that's all I did. Meaning. He became a club promoter. Now I'll say that was hot for a few years because I actually eventually was like, time to fall back on the club life. Lifestyle is getting a little too wild. Um, but people know me for that too. Yeah. Then I got married two years ago. Father of two. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So my four-year-old was born first. Now this is the new kamikachi juice, like kind of like, the the father the entrepreneur now i'm like my whole mindset is different because now i'm like the kamikachi legacy is starting now because like my kids i'm like you should see how they know about this brand like my son is two and he sees the t-shirts and he'll be like kamikachi like he knows like he's like (laughs) that was his first word very aware that and I say we, because I tell them as a family, we have a clothing brand. Yes. My daughter is very aware. Like, I'll be leaving the house and she'll be like, are you going to work or are you doing kamikachi work? And I'm like, that's crazy that you know the difference. Because, <laughs> like, work is providing for my family or kamikachi, like, I wouldn't call it a hustle because now this is, like, this is my life, too, at the same time. Yep. But she knows the difference because she's with me sometimes. We'll be at the mall or we'll be somewhere. Somebody might stop me. And I'm with my kids and I've had times where they're wearing a t-shirt or a hat or something, or I'm wearing it and the person's like Kamakachi Jew. So my daughter kept hearing it. My son kept hearing it. Eventually they knew that this is like our business. So now as a father, it's like the legacy of Kamakachi is, and the meaning and the future is totally different than what I saw 20 years ago. Because 20 years ago I was like, I don't know, probably just going to be in the clubs forever. Like, I don't know what I thought back then. But right. Now I'm like, I'm building like an empire, a different route for this brand. Because now I'm like, oh, I'm going to drop Kamikachi Kids line. I got to get the kids varsities. I got to get the baby onesies. I got to tap into the parents. I got to create the lifestyle brand. 
I got to get the kids knapsacks. Now I'm like, I got to get this in the schools, in my kids' school, like the daycare system. I need the kids rocking beautiful, the kamikachi man. hoodies. Now I make little hoodies and stuff. They sell out the minute I drop them every time. I do like pop-up shops yep. and I'll drop like kids, infant onesies, sleepers, hoodies. That sells out faster than this stuff. Love that. Because the parents are now like, yo, that's dope. Because I parents are like, oh, I used to be in high school. I used to rock that. Now I can get, put it on my kid. So now it's like the next generation. Very yeah. inspiring, bro. <laughs> yeah. Very, very now, inspiring. Like, now it's now it's the next generation of kids to wear kamikachi. I'm really, really impressed with what you've built, bro. Like that is a, not an easy thing to do. It's a lot of work it's that you've put in, and continuing to put in, and will continue yeah, to put yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Now it's, now but yo, stop. it's amazing. It really is. That longevity amazes me, man. It's uh, commend you yeah, for you it, especially fashion, because I know fashion brands come and go mm -hmm. all the time. To still be a factor, to still yeah, be like, doing it, growing like crazy, bro. Yeah, it's it's um how people view the brand like this is just this is just a a word on a hat but when i dropped it on instagram the other day my dms are flooded when is it i need this when is it all? i need it juice let me cop let me i'm like these are samples like I, I just made one of each color because i'm gonna mass produce them coming soon do you need this back no 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 because i already i already okay, got fine. i already got the, everything just done jammed your hat yeah i already got everything manufacturing dope, right now dope. i dropped it just to show that they're coming and then i i wanted to see if there was a buzz like if people were, and then the people were hitting me up like crazy. I'm like, all right, got it, got it, got it, got Fuck it. And I started yeah. taking pre-orders and everything. This is like four or five days ago. But at the end of the day, what my point is, it's just a word on a hat. But it's what the brand represents. Yes. It's the it's not the lifestyle. It's who people see wearing it that they want to wear it too. Hundred percent. What people? It's how you view it because at the end of the day, it's it's just a word on a hat. <laughs> like but people are like i need it i got women messaging me i need two one for me one for my son i got i uh because now it's on the internet people in new york are hitting me up people we used to mess with now they follow me hey yo juice i need a jacket two hats i need a crew neck i need a hoodie i'm just like dope so i'm taking all the pre-orders because everything's about to drop again soon now that we're heading into like Get some fucking Winter. kamikachi, yeah, man. Yeah. Right now, everything. Right now, we're we're cooking. We're cooking right now. Get ready. Yeah. Get yeah, ready, yeah. man. Yeah. Get ready. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Um, whether I, you mentioned you do pop ups and shit mm -hmm. like that, is that something you do pretty frequently? I know you just had one in August, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. We try to do it every three months, whether we collaborate with somebody, another brand, another business, or we join like a local Toronto vendor pop-up yep. or we do our own or we rent out a space because if you do a pop-up shop that's how you're able to be face like in front of your brand rather than everything on instagram yes so we purposely do or with purpose we do these pop-up shops just to a meet and greet without calling it a meet and greet like i want to meet people who support the brand and i would love for them to meet me and have a like we do like we'll give you an example when we do our own pop-ups we provide alcohol mm -hmm. snacks food music hire a dj have a photographer videographer an event space but we're selling our clothes we'll be open we'll do like a saturday sunday or a sunday only but like all day like noon to like 9 p.m and we're feeding you we're giving you drinks non-alcoholic whatever you want but like at the end of the day we have clothing racks behind us kind of like 
like an art gallery style. Exactly. Yeah, clothing racks, clothing racks, everything, and then we're selling our clothes. We have uh, one or two cashiers, so my brother and I can walk around, mingle with everybody, and then the clothes are just selling, 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 selling. And at the end of the day, we have we meet all these new people. We meet a bunch of people that were following us. We didn't get to meet them. They haven't met us, and then now they're now supporters of Kamakachi. Dope. Which is why we sold out all of our hats. So these are the new hats. Um, and yeah, just a lot of new stuff coming, so... Love it, man. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Hell, gonna be, hell yeah. There's going to be more. There's going to be more. Amazing, bro. I meant to ask you this at the beginning of the interview. I guess we could ask it at the mm -hmm. end. Kamakachi, the meaning. Yeah. So, um, Kamakachi means recapturing the essence of life. That meaning, my brother created it. Okay. So, he created the word, the meaning, recapturing the essence of life. And in that meaning, in anything that you do, Whatever it is that you do, it's kind of like think positive, be positive, hustle hard, which became our slogan. So I didn't bring the hustle hard hats, but then we eventually had the hustle hard hats, hustle hard t-shirts. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like me now being a father. It's like I always caption to recapture the essence of life when I post pictures of my kids because Dope. they are the reason I do what I do now. So... And then that's for me as a dad. But whatever you do, whatever you're doing in this room, you're recapturing the essence of life. You're helping other people. And that's it. It's kind of like however you however you want the meaning to hit you, that's what it is. <laughs> and that's how, cool, we, that's how we left it. We literally left it like that. However, when I say that to you, however that hits you, that's what the kam that's what kamikachi means. And I think that's why people support it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kamikachi season, man. Let's yeah, go, yeah. bro. Every season in the year. I love it, man. Yeah. Bro, amazing conversation. Amazing yeah. getting to meet you, chop it up. We're at an hour. Time fucking okay. flies. I want to let you um, give you the floor, bro. Anything you want to promote, anything coming up you want to talk about, you you go. The floor uh, is yours. I'll keep it short. I mean, right now, just some things people can look out for for the brand. So our website, kamakachi.com. Our Instagram page, kamakachi. Uh, right now, behind the scenes, we're working on relaunching our varsity jacket line we were we had a big launch back in 05 to call it 2009 where we really pushed jackets only and then we and then after that we stopped uh, i think we lost our manufacturer something happened and then we started making t-shirts and stuff again so we put a pause on jackets for almost 10 years we're bringing that back this winter this fall winter last year we did like a little mini pre-release like two months but this winter, we're really, like, we're working on, like, getting some photo shoots, video shoots done, Sick. some studio time. Um, we're going to get it up on the site, have all the mock-ups up there, run all the ads. Like, we're going to tap into, like, street hustle. We're going to infiltrate the social media world. That's really it. Look out for the jackets. Is that one of them? Yeah, so th this is, what I brought was a vest, but it's the same design. Hard. So this, Hard. This, this was our logo. Uh, back in early 2003, this here, it was a king and then Kamakachi nice and clean with the crown over the eye. And then on the front here, see, see. so the, this is, this is our vest. Everything's handmade, genuine this leather, real world. This is hard as hell, bro. Premium, premium quality. Nice. No, pockets. uh, hang tags, tagged. No, um, yeah, no funny business. This is like this real. Is crazy. We, we make it from scratch. We have our manufacturers. We have a lot, we have a pretty big team behind the scenes 
that helps us manufacture and get everything done. Um, and we just put our final touches on it here in Toronto. This is super yeah. hard, but I love yeah. this. Yeah, so this is the vest, but we got the, the full varsity jackets coming this fall, winter, and then I think from that point, the goal is to just get this, we got to get it in stores, <clears throat> got to get a billboard going. I always wanted a billboard somewhere, Kamakachi billboard. Got to open up our own boutique. That's another goal. Hopefully we shoot this again next year and I could be sitting here in the store yeah in the store so I'm gonna put that out in the universe hell yeah man I I gotta catch you this same time next year we're gonna catch up and see where everything's going but yeah that's the goal is get a store get a billboard um and yeah just get Kamikachi on a level where it's like worldwide because the goal is always out of Toronto that we slow down but we need it back like we need it in the Caribbean we need it in Europe we need it we need it in Paris. We need it in LA. We need it in Atlanta. Like we need like different spots, different runners, um, and always looking to expand the team too. So if there's anybody out there like graphic designers or looking to be a part of the movement, like movement's moving, it's growing, um, and yeah, let's go. That's it. I love it, man. I'm very, very excited to see the future for you too. Appreciate that, brother. <laughs> yeah. This is just the beginning. There's yeah. gonna be some work that we're doing together. I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I know that for sure. But fuck, man. I think after this comes out, for sure. Hundred yeah, percent, bro. Yeah. It's just yeah. the beginning, man. Yeah, of course. Kamakachi juice. Yes, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> Uncle Vinny, Kamakachi season, man. Vigilante season. Like, comment, subscribe. Shout out to Frankie V. Shout out everybody, Let's man. Let's go. Saga Love City. It. Saga City, man. Let's fucking <laughs> go.